Hi guys, thanks so much for joining us. My name's Scott Jackson from uh, Paradigm Group. We're filming the Paradigm Professional Series and now we've got Matt Hampton here with us to talk fitness, Instagram and all things lifestyle. Um, I've got Matt's bio here. So uh, Matt's coached over 100 different athletes across Australia. He has a science-based background and spends hours each day keeping up with the latest in literature. He's a formal volleyball player and now enjoys strength training, the sunshine and eating. Matt, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. You didn't have to read that word by word, you know. <laughs> I sort of was trying to ad lib a little bit, um, but uh, I like I basically hit you up on Instagram. So uh, uh, thank you for uh, for putting the time in. Um, I was enjoying using the raw program myself, but I don't think I've quite quite the gains that uh, some of the guys that uh, that you've got with your shot, with your toffless shots. So that's maybe the uh, the objective for the future. Yeah, I think I think we get you back in that program. That's for sure. <laughs> um, mate, just to kick it off, um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, real quick, I won't, I won't brag on or go on and on, but I'm a personal trainer, as you said. I've been um, in the industry for almost eight years now. Love strength training, I'm a former volleyball player. I just moved from, back from Melbourne to Adelaide again to start my business here and pursue online coaching as my primary goal rather than one-on-one -on -one training. Great, cool. So, what did you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> um, a question I get all the time, not just occasionally. This is really? one. So, uh, yeah, I have the same breakfast every morning and it's basically, you'll see it on my Instagram feed, it's oats, it's berries, it's a tuna sandwich with cheese, it's peanut butter on toast and it's protein powder. So it's pretty cool, but a very common question that is definitely. So how do you, how do you go with dealing with just eating the same thing every day or same thing for breakfast? Is it, is it just put it on autopilot? That's what works for you or. Yeah, it's just habits and it's lifestyle. So I mean, I do rotate. I eat the same things all the time, but there's a general pattern with everything. And I think it's the best way to, I guess, stick to, uh, I guess, achieve goals. So if you've got habits, you wake up, brush your teeth. You, know, you want good teeth, you do that. Same goes with food, same goes with training, same goes with everything. Okay. So um, if someone was looking to improve their breakfast routine, what would you be, mm. what would you be suggesting or what, what, what comes to mind? I like to look at their lifestyle first. So do they actually, are they hungry in the morning? Do they want to eat breakfast? Do they work early? Are they stressed in the morning? What's their routine like? And after establishing that, then we plan whether breakfast is suitable or not, and then what they actually enjoy to eat, what's easy, what's convenient for them, whether it's eggs, oats, a shake, or skipping until mid-morning. What about a jam sandwich with Nutella on top? <laughs> That's your breakfast. Is it? That's pretty gross. Now I'm, I'm on a fast <laughs> at the moment, so you talk. I'm, this is this is me fasted at the moment. What's the time? It's one thirty. So um, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to be eating until tomorrow morning. But that's well, just, you're fasting the whole day. Yep. I'm going to push it. Oh. Guys, here we Ooh. go. <laughs> Is that a common occurrence for you? Or? Uh, I try and do, I'll try and do it at least a, a sort of a 48 hour fast once a month. Uh, and I'll try and do once a week, a, a sort of almost like an OMAD, which is just I'll eat on a Sunday night and then I'll eat dinner again on a Monday night. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan for the very long distance fasting, but I definitely like short, short duration fastings in terms of health and longevity. And I think some great research out there showing this from, I guess, 
not only extending extending life, but it, um, improving um, uh, well-being, mindfulness, and just having a greater sort of a sense of control of yourself. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, fasting is great. I do, I do like fasting, except okay. for me and my specific field at the moment with strength training. You've got to get in a certain amount of nutrients in the day, and sometimes fasting doesn't quite work very well. Right, because because you're because you're out on the edges when it comes to your physique. So, if anyone's watching this podcast, pause and go to Matt Hampton PT Instagram right now, and then come back because uh, Matt, you're jacked. It's 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 ridiculous. Look, I, I thought I'd, I thought I'd make you feel good, so I was kind of for this one. Uh, didn't want to embarrass you today. <laughs> um. Uh, so like, do you, do you, how often do you get people coming up to you saying, mate, you're just on drugs or, or you, you know, what that is, is, you know, that, like they, they, they don't have the concept of hard work versus, um, what, what you put into it versus what you put out of it. And do you find people will dismiss you physically or it's not something that you, you need to deal with often? I get comments regularly, whether it's positive or negative. It's, it's usually positive to be honest. And I think it's just, um, because I'm a bit taller and people, people like to, to see, to appreciate these things. Um, the negative comments are very uh, uh, infrequent and they're usually based on the, that person's own inadequacies in their life. Really? Yeah, I don't take things too, too personally, really. I don't really think too much about what they have to say um, as long as I can help them or if they don't want to listen to me, that's fine. I can just um, I brush it off pretty easily. Okay. So in our, in our pre-call that we had, uh, I, I made a note, which was really interesting that, that you said to me, which was around, um, you spent, we'll, we'll call it eight years doing PT and you, you almost regretted it because you just did it for so long and it just kept dragging along on and on and on. But mm. you felt like it was almost predetermined whether someone was going to succeed or fail. And almost all the time. Yeah. Um, and I, I know up until a point, yeah, PTs always are saying this and they're hearing this and someone comes to you, look, I'm totally committed. This is my goal. This is my 2020 X. And you've got the back of my mind being like, what, yeah, what are you thinking? Yeah. Oh, like, uh, like I said in that prequel, I always give them the benefit of the doubt first. So if they say they're committed and ready to change, let's do it. Let's actually give it all I got. I'll work with you and, you know, show me you can change. But a lot of times people just like to do say these things or, or purchase these products just for the sense of the stuff saying they did something, not realizing they actually have to do it, actually commit to it, commit to it and have this ongoing lifestyle change, which inevitably lasts their entire life. Like it's, the, it's, it's not just changing for 10 weeks or eight weeks or, or so on. It's a change they're going to pursue for the rest of their life and continue to do so no matter what. So, what, so let's say for example, I'm someone who's sedentary, I'm in my forties or fifties and I'm watching this podcast what are the cliches that people will say and where do they usually go wrong? I think they go wrong in, in oh, we love extremes. As you were saying, like even you're fasting right now, it, it's, it's extreme to someone who has not fasted before. So I think um, they go wrong with absolutely always going to the extreme measures um, to try to get the result, which they, which they think they want. So I think firstly they need to cancel out the extremes and then realize what result they actually want, actually want like, not like they think they want what they actually want to achieve. So it's getting rid of, getting rid of, rid of those extremes. Um, a lot of the time that means they always come to me and say, oh, last time I dieted, um, I had great success. All I did was cut out bread and cut out sugar and cut out dairy. 
had great success. And then I asked them, like, why, why do you come back to me now if you had great success? It didn't, it didn't actually work. So it's all about um, creating that sort of change and lifestyle patterns which um, last forever and then they'd have to come back to me again. So, so, so it's a, I mean, like I can say with the fasting, it's been gradual because so two years ago, I just cut, I just cut out breakfasts and then or I, I pushed breakfast from nine o'clock to 11 o'clock and then I pushed yeah. it from 11 to one and then I sort of went, so it was very gradual from there and now I don't even, don't even think about it. So, so Matt, talk to me around. So people are, um, when it, incremental, incremental, um, movement forwards is, is always what we're always talking about but talk to me specifically yeah. about when someone comes to you and it's almost a predetermined whether they're going to come forward or not what what happens people are lazy <laughs> people don't want to do anything people <laughs> like people say it's too hard but um honestly hard means nothing it's everything's easy you just actually got to actually do it actually get out of bed make a decision and make a choice and actually commit to this change you want to make. Because if you don't actually make these choices, nothing happens. It's, it's like being on holiday. You've got to book the holiday to actually leave and fly away. You can't just, oh, it's going to happen. It's going yep. happen. Or it never, never happens. You never go anywhere. <laughs> so uh, I know when I pre-call, we were talking about um, how, you know, if, if I'm looking at you going, all right, I can totally commit to like an hour, to, an hour a day, five days a week for, for, to, to exercise hard. And then yeah. wh- why don't I look like you? What's, what's going on there? Because I did that. What's, what am I doing wrong here? You're missing the other 23 hours. <laughs> but um, yeah, as you know, like it's, yeah, you can train hard for one hour a day and good on you. Like, that's awesome. You, you'll get change. You'll get results. If you're doing more than previously, you'll continue to change and adapt. Um, but I guess you're forgetting what it actually takes to become a certain level and what's actually uh, possible for you in your life. Um, you may not be willing to make these specific sacrifices, which myself or another individual you may aspire to is making. So, what sacrifices would I? Would, what, what, what are those? What are the real sacrifices that the people that you have seen people not willing to make, or that they just they just can't get their head around? I know we mentioned the steps, maintaining the fifteen thousand steps a day. Yeah, I mean, like I said, for me, they're not sacrifices, but for someone else, they may be quite large sacrifices. Um, whether they prioritise in their work or their family or their friends or their their chocolate cake or their alcohol, yep. um, all these small small things they they equate to a large a large physical equation in, in which your body represents. Um, these sacrifices, I mean, it it can be as easy as you make them, but you have to be aware that everything you do is is shown, is portrayed in your your well-being, your physique, your outcome. It's not just Oh, you, know, you won't notice this today because it all adds up. Mm. Um, tell me about a time in your career where you felt like you've just crushed it. You've done really well. You're just like, fuck it, I'm glad we did that. <laughs> um, it's, that changes for me heaps. Um, I guess the past, when I first moved to Melbourne, was probably I thought I was crushing it because I was helping heaps of clients, had lots of PT sessions. I felt amazing as I was making lots of making lots of money at that time. But coming looking back at now, I feel as like I'm crushing it more now because I'm happy with myself. I'm giving more attention to my, my family and my, my partner. And if I'm not one-on-one PTing as many clients, I guess I'm crushing life in a in a better a better manner now than, than previously because it comes to what your what your value. Okay. So what does a daily goal look like? What does a, what does a usual typical day look like for you at the moment? 
now that you are crushing me at the it, moment. Yeah. Oh, so I have my own schedule. I wake up and I go for a walk every morning. So I get to walk on the beach. I'm quite fortunate to live close to the beach. I think that's that's another thing. We have all these choices we have to make, and I think you should choose your own environment. If you have a choice and live by the beach, and that will make you happy, you go. But don't just say you're gonna don't say you're miserable because you live in the city or live out in the sticks. You know, choose to be happier. Go move, do something, make a change. Yeah. But yeah, going on. I, I wake up, go for a walk. How well, just I, I want to get in the details here because I want if someone's if someone's listening to this, I want them to be able to take some tangible things away. So, how long are you walking for? Me at the moment, it's about 45 minutes to an hour at, at most. But okay, that's built so up as well. Yep. So you're up at what, what time do you, what time do you get, up, get up in the morning? At the moment, it's about seven. It's not really, it's, it's actually quite late. Um, considering most of my life, I've been up at 4.35 a.m. Yeah. But I, I have different priorities now. I, I, I prioritize sleep. I have strength training goals, which I sleep requires. Yep. Um, or requires sleep, I should say. And um. If I don't sleep, I can't achieve those goals I want to get. Right. Okay. So you get up, 45 minutes, an hour of walking, come back. We have our morning breakfast, which is usually on yeah, Instagram. <laughs> yes. Yes. Tune in for that one. Yeah. Just uh, no morning breakfast. And then I guess I start my, my work day, which okay. is in the office. I usually start with um, reading, which is okay. usually catching up on the most current, uh, current science and current research being uh, out in the world. Yep. For maybe an hour or an hour and a half. And then I look and go to my clients. So I check my clients. Uh, being a coach, most of my client work is, I guess, helping them from the mental side of things. So they're making sure they're, they're, they're feeling good. They're making sure they're achieving their goals and really staying on track with what they need to do each day to keep progressing. Okay. Usually how do you do, how do, you do that? How do you, how do you keep them on the path? A lot of this um, either hard truths. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't like to really... I can't really swear and swear in here, but I don't like to talk out of my ass to them. Yep. I want to give them the, the truth of what they actually should be doing or if they're being soft or whether they're, you know, they're not, yeah, they're just not adhering to things when they should be. So I tell them the truth for one. And then obviously I would encourage them as well to make sure they do stay on their, stay on their goals that way. This might be a loaded question, but do you, do you sometimes struggle with someone who's, who's maybe they're just so out, they're so out of shape and, they're complaining and all of a sudden you're, you're two or three weeks into a program. You can see they're going to fall <laughs> off. Like what, 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 what's going through your head or what, what, what's it like on your, your perspective? Uh, it can be hard. It's um, I guess it's dependent on the client. I give as much as the client gives to me. So if I find a client that's really willing to learn, they keep messaging, messaging me, I'll instinctively keep giving back more and more yep. to them out of my own well being and helping them with their, their goals. And sometimes it comes to a point where, it's up to them. I can't, I can't do it for them. I can't make these changes for them. And that's like we were saying originally, like sometimes before they even sign up, they've made the choice whether they actually want to stick to this or not. They need to decide whether they actually want to do this. And as, as bad as it sounds, a lot of times people just aren't ready or don't want to actually change. They, they're happy. Even though they say they're unhappy, they're, they're actually happy at the moment. So if someone was listening to this podcast, they're thinking about improving their lives it's really a mental. It's a, it's a, so it's almost entirely a mental game to, to go through the process and, and follow it because you you can put together. I mean, your programs are great. Like everyone should be on them. I mean, I I was on it. It's a lockdown at the moment, so I can't get to the gym. But um, yeah, 
yeah, I, I guess the key thing is, is what else should someone be having in their mind and rather just follow the program or on top of following the program? Yeah, it all comes down to how they think about certain things. Even just the, the simple, the simple uh, uh, aspect of being being grateful is very important. Um, a lot of times, like, like clicked with me a couple of years ago, especially when I first started training clients and I started training um, people with certain disabilities or people with certain um, issues in their life, which made them not be able to do certain things. Yep. Yet still doing things, which made me think when I have a healthy client, well, why can't you do this? You're not. <laughs> You're not grateful for what you actually have and what you're able to do. But I've trained people with, with one leg or with, with um, half an arm and they're coming in and after it. they're happy. Good. And they're, they're, lo they're loving life. And it's just like, well, this perfectly normal person he is, is overweight, unhealthy, constantly with doctors, underperforming at work, um, tired all the time, stressed. And it's like, you can be so much more than this. You need to be grateful for what you have and make the most out of each of your days. So what would you, for that person who is tired, underperforming at work, specifically, what would you tell them to do? Obviously sign up for your program Ooh. and then what? <laughs> Talk to me. I guess it would start making small lifestyle changes. If they're, when they're ready, like, I like, because they won't actually, they won't ever come to me. And the thing is, uh, another sort of sad, sad that it sounds, these people don't come to me normally until they've, been heard from their doctor or they've had a, a serious medical situation which has forced them to come to me and forced them to change and they've realized oh, oh shit like if i don't change i'm gonna die because you I mean, how many people in their sort of 60s or how many people in their 70s do you see which are overweight who are really overweight like not many because they're dead survivor bias <laughs> yep exactly so the, you have to take care of your body and from training people around melbourne i realized that the really successful people they value their health more than their business and more than anything else. And they, they're doing so much better than they're, they're wealthy, happy. It's because they put their health and their well-being higher than anything else. Um, I guess that sort of, that dovetails nicely into, is there any books that you have gifted the most or that you'd recommend for people to, to check out? Like I'm not a huge reader. I'll be straight up honest. Um, Places, I, I, I mean, things you'd recommend. But I, there was one book I read this earliest, earlier this year, which was, um, the courage to be disliked and that was a super interesting psychology uh, book which i strongly recommend everyone reads because it i guess has a lot of take-homes but i guess some of the main ones are that we choose everything we we do and everything that happens to us what actions are our choice and we've almost predetermined this choice before they happen as opposed to reacting to a to situation we already chose how we're going to react before it even happens and we're capable of changing these. We're not determined by our past choices, our past. We always have this choice. So for example, if you're unhappy or if you're un, oh, it's, if you're just in a bad, bad place and you're unhappy, this book sort of goes on to say that you're choosing to be unhappy because that's what's best for your situation. And that's what's easiest for you at the moment because you may be getting sympathy. You may be getting extra love, extra care. You like being unhappy, even though you don't actually like it. So that's from You're the that's, so that book's the courage to be disliked. All right, I'm going to put this in the show notes as well. Yeah, yeah, chuck it in there. Is there it's any awesome. websites that people check out? So you do a lot of reading. So where do you where do you like to get your content or your information from? Oh, there's a few there's a few little websites I actually enjoy. Um, a lot of it is just I go back to uh, actual articles published in the uh, PubMed. So okay, Jeez. I read up on on certain things, and then if, I, if I'm interested in the article, I normally go and read the actual literature itself. But um, there's a few little ones like Health Science Daily and stuff have some cool little articles. But every time you read an article, you've got to actually, I like to look at the actual paper first 
before deciding whether that article is relevant or not because you can betray you can you can push science many ways and really until you see the actual results and actual readings of these uh, of these of these tests they do um, I wouldn't always trust someone's opinion on it really yeah it's I mean if you as soon as you start reading the reading this the, the literature you'll see that um a lot of times once you take out the bias once you take out the funding all these other things there's often not much significance in a lot of the studies you get and if there is it's it's I'll, I'll show it's quite obvious but if, sometimes there's not much significance but they'll be pushing towards one way to get a certain result so they can promote a certain whatever lifestyle or product or whatever they're promoting or the scare factor as people as you know at the moment with i won't touch any of this stuff with the COVID and with the the rights and everything we love drama we love we love um, extremes so if there's something if there's anything in science even in health which is a little bit dramatic a little bit extreme bang it gets pushed to the to the uh, public and the public see that and then they sort of get scared or you know yeah okay react Matt, I, look i'm just i want to I, I know you're a busy guy so i'm going to keep keep an eye on time but i've got just going to fight rapid send some rapid fire questions at you uh and then and then what we'll do is we'll, we'll end with a summary on how people can find you and we'll go from there yep, so to kick off with um what's your viewers on training men versus women do you reckon the programs are the same should they be different what do you what are your thoughts <laughs> rapid fire question but a very loaded question um i think more I think generally, speaking, <laughs> gen, generally speaking more women need to train like the men to put it up to put things very simply Although they shouldn't train the same, I think they need to train more that way. Um, just by a general outcome, what people do at the moment. Strength training is important. Um, lifting weights is important for men and women. Um, and actually building muscle is very important. Love it. Um, what's, the worst, what's the worst food that people, sh- people put into their bodies most often? Or oh, the worst food? Or oh, top three, I, I, hit I, you I, with them. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I'm all about, you know, no food's bad. Eat what you want. But if I want to say with the worst foods, it's more the foods that portrayed, portrayed as not bad, I find to be the worst foods. So like if something's labeled healthy, that means nothing. Natural means nothing. All these, there's a lot of these buzzwords which actually don't actually mean, have no definition. There's something could be this uh, healthy, natural granola bar and uh, it was a health food, but this food could have, you know, 500 calories and 20 grams of fat. And you'd have no idea. So I, I'd be aware of the health foods is one thing. Okay. 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 Um, is there any, is there any diet changes that you've made to your, to what you're eating recently in the past 12 months that you've been like, Dan, this is working well. I wish I'd done this earlier. Uh, honestly, not really, to be honest. Okay. Uh, I, I think the most important things are this, uh, high fluid intake. So lots of water throughout the day and this eating meals, which suit your lifestyle. I've been doing that for the past uh, you know, five plus years. Okay. And then change it according to your goals. Um, we're talking, we're, so the, the key question is, is, let's say, for example, I'm a, I'm a medium athlete, let's say someone 40 to 50, they've been training sometime in their life, but they want to take some supplements that are a little bit more on the edge. Is yeah. there anything they should be looking at? Is, did, did, like, what, what's your view on that? Oh, um, for men and women, I think something that most people should look at is going to the age group. Uh, actual hormonal replacement therapies are a really big one. But for, for men, testosterone replacement therapy can be huge in terms of improving your well-being and your health. Even though it's 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 steroids and it's bad, it's um 
it's probably one of the most studied things we actually have done and it's used by millions of people over the world. So replacing your testosterone levels as an older man, you can have the energy and sort of well-being and, and I guess productivity as someone, you know, 10, 20 years younger. And I think that's, I think that's great. Same goes with women. So do I go and Google that or do I go to my doctor? <laughs> you, see, you see a doctor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, although, you know, do your research. Exactly. Because even with doctors, they don't know everything. Okay. So you either see a specialist doctor. Don't just go to your GP and be like, oh, I want some testosterone. Because they'll be like, no. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah, do your research and um, get tests done. And like, I think you should be getting blood tests at least yearly. Um, high, highly trained athletes, uh, bi-yearly or, or even quarterly. And then um, go by what you actually, what's happening inside your body. And then if you need to use supplements or you know, drugs to, to better yourself, um, I'd say it's your choice. Well, I, I asked that question because I know that we've got a we've got a code for you that we can put down um, to buy protein powder, which I see you're always talking about. <laughs> and I know there's a there's a creatine link in there as well. So, um, yep. if I was again that 45 year old athlete and I clicked on the link below, what should I be what should I be specifically buying? In terms of yeah, in terms of okay, non drug related supplements actually. Uh, we're gonna take a uh, step back. <laughs> yep, I think things that are going to assist your diet and, and your lifestyle. Um, protein powder being extremely convenient source of protein, which many men and women, especially women, that are in the elder populations are not getting enough of in their diet. So a protein supplement is great, just a whey protein. And how much should I be taking and what type? Whey protein is the best uh, whole source of protein you can get, although if you are sensitive to to lactose, you might opt for a whey protein isolate or a, a pea protein or something of that sort. But I've generally just go for the whey protein concentrate first. And why um, is that? Women. Why the concentrate? Just because it's more cost effective. It's cost yep. effective and it's just as good. Um, so if, unless you get really, really, really sensitive to lactose, um, the concentrate has a couple of grams in there per serve. So it's probably the best value and has still has all the benefits of all the other proteins. All right. Just so, so basic protein powder, give a favorite flavor. Oh yeah. The yeah, chocolate. Sure. Right, the natural the chocolate. chocolate, the natural chocolate flavors. I'm not sure why it's called natural chocolate because natural means nothing, but <laughs> it's called natural chocolate. All right, cool. Uh, is there anything else or just the one, just the protein powder? I think creatine's very useful as well. Okay. Um, creatine. For both men and women, unless you're eating a whole bunch of steak and getting a lot of the creatine from your, from your food, that can definitely help increase your performance, energy, and multiple other cascade of events in the body. Um, on the same line of things, if anything, if you get your blood test done, anything that you're lacking in, you should probably be supplementing with either by changing your diet or taking a supplement form. So like things like vitamin D are very important. Um, it can be magnesium, it can be zinc, it can be iron. You have a look at what your blood results say and or even take low dose for a bit and see how that changes your your mood your feelings your strength your energy official is another one too but keep in mind whenever you're having these supplements it's not like you're going to take a, a vitamin d supplement and bang feel amazing that day it's a gradual process so you might start getting uh, health benefits over the course of three months plus of taking the supplement cool. right, thanks for your time um matt is there anything more um you wanted to add to, to the viewer who's watching, this is, um, this is your opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> well, feel free to hit me up for online coaching. I've got a few spaces available. 
Um, I definitely prefer to work with, I do like working with the, that age group of uh, 40 plus year old sort of men. I think I can click really well with them as and get their ass into gear and get them changing their lifestyle and looking awesome. Right. And be open to, I think be open to science, be open to research and don't just jump on the latest trend you see on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube because the whole fitness industry is a huge marketing ploy and most of it is rubbish. Really? All right. Well, that's that's from the man. Um, look, thanks for your time. It's Matt Hampton PT on Instagram. Um, you can yes. Google it. Um, thank you so much. Um, thank you. Looking forward to our next chat in the future, and hopefully, I'll be I'll have a suit, and we'll be able to uh, to get some abs on me as well. Look, next next podcast, I'll wear the suit, and you can go shirtless <laughs> and get your results. <laughs> Love it. All right, thanks, Matt. Good on you. <laughs>